What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Central Virginia Sport Performance Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jay DeMeo, and today, uh, this is an episode that I'm really fired up for, man. This is a guy that I've gotten an opportunity to talk a lot with um, on the interwebs. We've been bouncing ideas back and forward with each other, and really, uh, a guy that I'm taking a lot of, a lot of great stuff with because he's working with some super high-level athletes down in Starksville, Mississippi right now. And Dom, I'm stoked to have you, man. I'm stoked that you could be here. I'm stoked to finally have Dominic Walker on the podcast. Uh, thanks for being with us, bro. Yeah, appreciate you, Coach. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for years, um, and it's an honor um, to be on it. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, man. Well, listen, first of all, thank you for the kind words. But more importantly, let's get right into kind of the nitty gritty of it here. You know, who is Dominic Walker and, and how did you get down to Starksville? Yeah, so um, I'm from, uh, I'm originally from Longview, Texas, which is about six hours east of Starkville. Um, you know, played college basketball for Division Three, and kind of started my my journey um, to do strength and conditioning right then and there. Because I was a Division Three basketball player, I, I wasn't required to be there during the summertime, so I started my internships actually uh, during when I was in college uh, for my sophomore, sophomore into junior, junior uh, to senior and so on. And, you know, had stops at um, Baylor, Texas, VCU, St. John's, uh, actually interned at Mississippi State as well. And GA to Angelo State, which is Division Two, which I, I'll just kind of say this real quick, like don't discount Division Two's. I learned a lot during my time as a GA at Division II and has helped me uh, progress to where I am. Got my first full-time job at Louisiana Lafayette. Was there for two and a half years. Uh, was a paid intern for the Philadelphia 76ers for a year after that. And then went to University of Texas Arlington for three years. And then I went to Northwestern in Evanston for a year. And then now I'm in Mississippi State. It's crazy how things kind of go in full circle uh, because when this job opened up, a lot of people who were still there when I interned there remembered me and I knew, um, you know, Colin Crane, the guy who I, who I replaced, he's at Georgia now, you know, he, I remember I knew him as well and he helped me at least get my foot in the door. And then because I played junior college ball um, and coach Jan's the junior college guy, we knew the same people. And so, you know, we were able to kind of connect our people, um, together and he he offered me the job and and here I am it's a heck of a voyage man a lot of awesome people to get to learn under um that's and that's rad to, to be able to connect with Colin he's he's like first team all good guy in my book man like a super dude because we played Mississippi State twice when we were there um he wasn't nice to us on the floor he beat us both times but uh <laughs> Like one of the best dudes to like sit there and just chop it up and talk life with like sensation. Oh, no doubt. Like I said, I tell, I tell people all the time, like, you know, he, he reached out to me. He's the one that reached out to me about the job opening up. Um, and, you know, he helped me, he helped me through the process and I, I'm forever grateful uh, for him for that. So. That's rad. Now I'm sure that people sat there and they're like, well, wait a minute. You got Dom and you got JD. Um, this is going to turn into a one by 20 talk, which <laughs> no promises that it's not gonna. But 
I think that what could be even better um, is the idea that you brought up and talking about this new world we live in, man. Um, you know, I hate to use a John Rothstein quote, but this portal combat that we're all <laughs> in the middle of right now. Uh, yes, hashtag it spreads. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. The world that we're part of right now is crazy. Um, you know, it's, you brought up Roos earlier. Also, like he and I have spoken about it like, off the record and a bunch of other coaches and I have gotten able to talk about it. it it's such a different world from what we were in three or four years ago. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the world we live in, the athletes we get to deal with and work with on a daily basis and some of these new challenges and opportunities that exist because of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the biggest thing, of course, is, you know, portal combat. Uh, but another thing is the NIL um, situation. And, you know, I tell people this all the time. Everything happens for a reason. And when I was in Philly for the Sixers, I was there for a year. I was a paid intern. So I was a fly on the wall that whole year. I watched how Todd, uh, Todd Wright, interacted with our with the players I watched how Kevin Johnson who's the AT for Philly interact with the players and I learned so much um during that one year I was there not more so about the training perspective but more so about the relationship perspective and how to connect with guys how to connect with individuals that make more money than you because at the end of the day when this thing gets rolling like there's going to be some guys that's going to make more money than me because the NIL. So you got to the, the my way or the highway thing doesn't really work anymore. And, you know, at the end of the day, you have to find um, a way to connect with these guys because they didn't come here for you. They came for, you know, our situation, they came for Chris Jans and for what he has to offer from a basketball standpoint. Like we have to kind of, put our ego at the door because at the end of the day, like, you know, yes, we made the tournament this year and things like that, but we didn't make turn because of me. We made it because of Chris Jans. <laughs> so, you know, putting your ego at the door and trying to figure out how to make the most out of these guys. Like that's, that's what I've been trying to figure out. Even when I, you know, first went into the power five, even at Northwestern, it was a similar situation there at Northwestern and Northwestern, like, you know, it's it, you have to because Northwestern runs a little bit differently than other schools. You have to be careful how you kind of talk to athletes at certain moments and things like that. So I even learned from situations from there and brought it over here. Um, and the biggest thing that, you know, I tell people and I've told my assistant is one thing I've I've gotten really good at that I wasn't good at when I was a little bit younger is patience. and at the end of the day, um, you know, you, you gotta, you, you can't, you can't win. You can't, you can't win every battle. You can't fight every battle and you're not going to win every battle either. So you have to pick which battles to win or which battles to fight. And, um, you know, kind of um, divvy out your time according to that. 
you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna trip about guys during the pregame warmup. Like that's, that's not a bad, that's a battle that doesn't need to be fought. At the end of the day, you know, I pick when to fight my battles with these guys, um, and then I pick, you know, when, when to to coach hard per se, because during the season, right, like Coach Jans coaches them dudes hard every single day, and so I remember. Because I, I was always taught, and I was taught this by uh, by David Dietz, who I worked for, actually at Mississippi State, is when you start somewhere, start high. Like, start start guns blazing until somebody tells you to chill. And that's what I did. When I first got here, I started gun. Now, I built a relationship with guys, but I started guns blazing. And usually coaches tell you to chill. But for me... One of my players told me to chill because we were just getting to practice. Jans was being Jans, coaching these dudes hard. You know, they'll hear it from Jans, but they don't want to hear it from me. But I did that intentionally because I was going to do it until somebody told me to chill. And me and the athlete and other guys that was in there, we all had a great conversation about this. And then I chilled. And then ever since then, I was able to connect with my athletes at the end of the year meeting I had with my guys. They mentioned that. A couple of dudes mentioned that. And so that allowed me to kind of connect with these guys. Um, and that, that's been an experience for me because even like, you know, how I train my guys now, like, you know, I'm a little bit harder on my young dudes, my older guys. Like they're, you know, I tell guys all the time, hey, if, you, if you're a man, I'll treat you like one. But if you're a child, I'm going to treat you like a child too. So when I do that, just know you're acting like a kid today. So they understand like, you know, hey, I'm not going to get on you to get on you. I'm going to be patient with you. But if you keep doing the same stuff, then at some point, like I'm going to blow up a little bit and you're going to, and it's because you deserve it. Not because I'm doing it to, you know, to, uh, to show my authority, you know, and things like that. So. I love that, bro. I think that there's so much that people can take from that. And I think that, there's a lot of wisdom in that. You know what I mean? Following back on like the cliche, cheesy thing that people like to say, right, is knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, kind of following as I age myself here as the old grumpy curmudgeon, uh, following what The Rock used to say, and, and at times having to know your rule and shut your damn mouth is important, you know, because we are here in a supportive role, but you're also sitting here talking about how you give leeway, but you have your pillars and your principles that you're holding them to and the standard that the team has, but understanding like when the time is to address it. You know, I think that one thing, and I would hope, you know, Andre who was here through the season would agree um, that I think that we did pretty well this year was identifying what the standard was because then you have something to fall back on, right? It's just like, we love to talk about autonomy with training and it's, but we also need to know that it's more than about, are you doing a reverse lunge or a rear fidelity and split squat? It's more about like the actual principles to your programming and how the, these young men and women understand or don't what you're doing. Well, they understand your standard you now have something that you can communicate with them about or in relation to, right? So like one of our things that the guys wanted to be held to was 
punctuality. So if someone was late for something, it's like, hey, man, like, that's not what we do. That's not who we are. We've established this. You know what the consequence is. Let's get through it and move on. And, you know, I think people nowadays are a little bit afraid to set those boundaries and those parameters. But when you do that, I think it allows there to be more of a, especially I think in this era that we're entering, it allows you to have a more substantial and realistic expectation of each other so that everyone knows where they stand and what's expected of them. Players dictate some of the standard for me as well, like you brought up and you live up to that standard and you push people to, you know, exceed and drive that standard up in hopes of having a positive outcome at what everybody wants. And that's one of more games, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, one, one, the three things I always say, tell these guys is I want you to be focused. I want you to have intent and I want you to have good technique, focus, intent, technique. That's, that's all I say. And I tell them, Hey, you can still have those three on bad days too. It's just that if you're, if, if you're at 85% today, give me 85%. You can still have focus, intent, technique, no matter what, you know what I'm saying? Like, just because you're having a bad day, doesn't mean that you don't give me good intent. You know, it doesn't mean you don't focus on technique. They don't mean that you're that you're not that you don't focus, you know, give me what you got that day. Like we we all understand that, you know, there's certain days like we ain't going to be feeling it. But that don't mean that you don't give it your all um, no matter what those days are. And that's what I'm trying to preach to these guys is you can give me effort. And that don't mean the effort's going to be your effort today is going to be different than your effort tomorrow or yesterday. It all depends on you know, how you feeling that day. So if you're at hundred percent today, give me a hundred percent. If you're at 85, give me 85. And I learned this and I, like I said, this is the patience thing. You know, if a guy is late because traffic was bad, because, you know, parking on campus is pretty, is pretty, uh, it's, it's a, it's a journey to say the least. Like you're going through the Odyssey over here, trying to find a park at Mississippi state of all places. Some, you know, at times guys are late because, you know, because a little bit late because, you know, parking or, you know, the touring held them longer than usual. You know, back then I would be like, I don't care. You're still late. We're still going to do whatever. But then it's like, all right, figure it out. Don't let it happen again. They can't use the same reason, you know, every time. And ever since I've done that as well, like that has been, you know, that has been uh, that, that if they are late and I do, and we do have consequence for it, they'll do it, no problem. And then we move on and go about and go about our business. Um, so, and, you know, going back to the connection thing, I want to mention this too. It seems like, and I learned this too as well, is as strength coaches, we feel like we have to connect with everybody. And that is, is partially true, but some dudes ain't going to rock with you like that. That's just life. Like some dudes ain't going to, ain't going to rock with you like that. If as long as you're yourself, you, you're your authentic self, they will respect you though. And I know for me, like I'm myself from, from day one to, to last, I'm going to be myself from day one to the last day um, I'm on this earth. 
And, you know, depending upon certain guys, like, it's like what you mentioned earlier, right? Picking moments when the coach guys, there's certain guys I can't coach at certain moments. Just can't. We're not, we, we ain't, we don't rock like that. He respect me, but we don't rock like that. So I bring it to somebody who I know is close to him, if necessary, you know, to, to do that. That's another thing. Um, certain guys I can talk to whenever they're really mad about something, whether it's basketball related or life related. Certain, certain guys I can't. Certain guys I can yell at. Certain guys I can't. Certain guys I have to, I have to, I have to corner them, meaning some stuff has to build up for me to get on them because they have got nothing to stand on. And so they respond that way. So that's what I've been, you know, figuring out with these guys. And that just goes back to, cause you know, at the end of the day, like this generation is very curious and I, and I, I don't mind that at all. I tell them all the time, you got any questions, be free to, I'll be more than happy to, um, to answer them. Cause everything we do is for a reason. Um, at the same time though, they always try to find ways out of stuff, but if you corner them and you, you, you keep your receipts and you corner them, they got nothing to stand on. Okay, cool. You're right, Don. My fault. Whatever. I'm gonna do this. Or I'm gonna do that. Or you know, whatever the case may be on that. So that's another thing is keep your receipts. Like, don't if you if you if you don't have a good reason why you're doing something, the athlete will sniff that out and then you'll lose them. You'll 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 slowly lose them if you keep doing that. Like I know it's extra work on our parts, but that's what we're here for, right? As coaches, we're here. I love what Dan John says. Is it's our job to get athletes from here to there and prepare them for when it's their turn. And so a way of doing that is, you know, we're paid to do a job, right? Like, you know, I don't get paid all this money for just sets and reps. I get paid to connect with guys. I get paid to get the most out of guys, even to get the most out of guys that don't rock with me like that. We got a couple of guys that don't rock with me like that. And that's okay. There's no, no problem. But I know when they come over, they're going to work. No big deal. We work, we do, and we, we go about our business. Um, so we got to understand that too. Not everybody's going to rock with you. Not everybody's going to rock with you. That's okay. As long as you're yourself and don't try to be something you're not trying to connect with a guy that you're never going to connect to, they'll respect you for that. No, I, I think that that's a hard realization to come to though, right? Like no one wants to come off as though they quit on somebody. But it's not necessarily that you're quitting on somebody. It's that you're just, like you said earlier, you're picking the battles that you you know you've got a chance to win. And if this, you know, young person has decided that this just isn't for them, and as long as you two can get along enough to not be a distraction to everyone else, then I don't see any issue with, you know, what you were saying. I mean, as long as everybody in the organization understands um, what's up, down, or, you know, different with it, like, I don't mean to say it this way, but it's almost kind of like, you know, who cares? Like, you're not going to win the battle, and fighting that battle might not let you win your job. So, yep. is how much better off are you just sitting there knowing where you stand with that person as long as they know where they stand with you and continuing to be pros about it? Yep. And like I said, that's the biggest thing. That's I learned that in, in Philly um, and, and whatnot. And at the end of the day, 
it's like it's like what you said right like there's a relationship piece there like every guy respects me and I'll be honest with you I've I've I found that when you when guys realize that you understand them enough to where okay he Dom knows like I respect him but you know we ain't, you know, we ain't going to be boys. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be boys and we're not going to be boys. Like they respect you even more from that aspect of it. Cause one kid in particular, um, who, you know, he, he's very passionate, very passionate kid. And I know when to talk to him, you don't talk to him whenever he's passionate. You talk to him after, after, after afterwards. And so that's when I get to him and I talk to him and say something to him, whether it's, you know, there's been some times on the bench where he's passionate about some things and I came and talked to him and he was cool, you know, knowing that if I would talk to him right then, he wasn't going to hear what I had to say. Or there are moments where guys will get mad. And I like to use this line here. Like one, one of my guys was really mad about, about something practice related. And I walk up to him and I'm just like, Hey bro, you good? I said, man, I don't want to hear what you guys say. I said, I know you don't, but I'm going to tell you anyway. You can listen to me if you want to. And I tell it to him and I, and I leave. And that, that, believe it or not, that's been a pretty, for certain dudes, which I know who to talk to about, talk to with that, that's been a good, a good deal. Like, that's the thing, man. Like, I'm going to give you another example. We played agility ball last week. And um, one of our kids, you know, got upset. Because he felt like I was, you know, I was, I was cheating, cheating, cheating him. And to be honest with you, like agility ball, like it's, it's, it's a, it's a game that I got from, um, from the guys at Elon. And you make the rules according to what, uh, according to what um, adaptions you want to get out of it. And of course, you know, certain stuff's going to happen, so you got to make up rules on the fly a little bit because certain things are going to happen you didn't anticipate. So now you got to get some things going. So you know, I tell him, well, sorry, bro, like. In a way, I guess I cheated both teams. We're all trying to figure this thing out. So I'm talking to the guys. He's so mad, he ups and leaves while I'm talking to him. Did I take it personal? No, because I know how he is. Talked to the guys, and I talked to him afterwards. Everything was cool. No problem. Didn't get mad. None of that. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. It's like understanding these kids in a deeper level, understanding just because they do certain things that might be disrespectful doesn't mean they're actually being disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's certain, there's certain things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You disrespect me right there. Let's have it. Let's, let's, let's talk for a second. But like when I know how certain kids are, that's just how he is, man. Cause I'm taking, I'll tell you one thing. He done the same thing with our head coach too. So if you're doing with the head coach, he's definitely going to do with me. <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and like I said, coach understands as well. That's why coach didn't really, you know, him and coach would jaw a little bit, but coach didn't get mad because we all under, we all understand, understand that. He even understands it. So if they're doing with the head coach, they're definitely going to be doing with me in certain situations. So, you know, like you said, who cares? Okay, cool. All right. Talk to the guys, talk to him. Everything was fine. He's one of my hardest workers in the weight room. He comes and comes and gets the work in. So I don't get mad at him for, for that. No. So. You know, I can tell you, I got a guy um, who, like you said, gets passionate. Some people would say he's a little bit too outwardly expressive <laughs> when things don't go his way. 
and early on he and I butt heads quite a bit and we ended up you know talking through some things and then you know it showed up to the point where like the head coach ended up addressing it and really kind of laid into the kid he probably earned it you would admit he probably earned it yeah um but you know, we're sitting there talking, and then another game later, he came out, was subbed out of the game, and was similar. I got a timeout and was, like, kind of being a little bit too outwardly with it, you know, and it's just like a quick little sneak behind, pat on the butt, and it's like, yo, man, just remember. This was brought up. Just remember. Like, deep breath. We're going to be all right. Yep. Positive view is so much better than the other part. Like, let's make sure we can deep breath, get back to where we need to be. Which leads to a conversation later that is like, yo, man, there's always a second stool down by me. If you come down and you look like you're pissed and you see me giving you an extra seat, like you can sit there and you can just vent to me. You can talk to me. You can just sit there till you cool down, but don't bring it to the front half of the bench. Like don't bring that anger back around coach and the assistants because then when they see it they're going to be like forget you you're not going back in you know he won't learn he's too stubborn or whatever and to be honest i think that that's really when i won the kid over um at least for now you know like the passionate kids Mm -hmm. they have ebbs and flows with how they act but i think that that was a big moment for us you know where it was like you know he really is looking out for all of us like he's he's gonna move and 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 be like, just kind of let me hide till I can get through this and move on. I think that that was a big moment. And I can tell you this, 18 years ago when I started doing this, there ain't a snowball's chance in hell I would have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that, again, kind of comes with the experience and the wisdom of being in it for as long as we have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, and you know this, because you've been doing this a long time, like, it's a, stre- it's a stressful job. And, you know, you have to figure out, like you said, you have to figure out, like, when to do this, when to do that. You know, you have to, like, the biggest thing, I on my desk, I have Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Um I love uh, Stoicism. Of course, I read Ryan Holiday. I'm currently reading Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Um, Red is still just the key book. And Stoicism has helped me. Philosophy in general, that could be a whole different podcast episode because I love philosophy. But like Stoicism has really helped me be able to manage the daily stuff, to be able to put my ego at the door because moments, oh, I wanted to get mad at certain moments, but I'm like, it ain't that serious. Like, remember, pick your battles. Remember, this remember that and so my ego wants to come out I put I leave it I leave it in the room when it wants to come out and um you know it it, it goes back to what I said like it's the, our job is stressful enough so you know the older you get this is my opinion here but the older it seems like the older you get the better you're able to manage stress you the better you the better you're able to manage you know, actions and reactions from your athletes, even from yourself or even from your coaches. Um, you know, the more patient you are, um, you know, things like that. And so, you know, that has kind of allowed me to, to be able to navigate through all this. It's like, okay, you know, cool. All right. 
hey, we got to get better. Remember, I keep receipts. So, you know, this keeps happening. I told you all the time, I said, hey, something happens in the weight room, you and I are going to handle it. But if it keeps doing this happen, I'm going to bring it up to the guy upstairs at me and Jan's because his office right above the weight room. For those that don't think it's the guy upstairs. But um, they understand that. And I tell him, hey, man, like this is the third time it's happened. I'm, 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 gonna talk, I'm talking to Jans today to let you know. So that I let them know. And, you know, they, they get mad initially, but they understand. Like we had this conversation. I told you what was going to happen and everything. Um, and so, you know, being able to do that stuff, they, you know, they respect me from, for being able to handle it internally. You know, some things that happen in the weight room, Jans don't know about, nor should he know about. He's got other things to worry about. Like, thing about Jans is, is that if you don't bring anything to his desk that he has to worry about, then you're doing a good job. And so, you know, this first year, thankfully, you know, hopefully it happens the second year, I didn't bring anything to his desk that needed his attention. Um, and that goes back to relationship with these guys and everything. And going back to the stoicism thing, I have one quote from Marcus Aurelius that I actually like made a picture and put it on my on my in my office right above my my uh, my light switch so I can look at it every day when I look forward to into the left. Basically saying like you're gonna deal with every when you get up in the morning you're gonna deal with people who are malicious, ignorant, all this different stuff like that. But realizing that it's not because of them; it's more so because of the cycle of life, and you could end up being like them as well um and all this other stuff like we're built for cooperation not for opposition and so like i'm reminded every day that you know these kids gonna come in either in a good mood or a bad mood it shouldn't affect my mood because if it affects me it's gonna affect them even more so i need to make sure to be as calm and collective in certain situations as possible and then turn up when i need to turn up and make sure to turn up at the right time um and that's the biggest thing with you know with everything going on is you know finding finding the timing of everything and i'm still trying to figure it all out i'm gonna probably be able to figure it out for as long as i'm doing this everybody's gonna be different and then generations probably you know next 10 years from now kids might be a little bit different than the kids 10 than now you know what i'm saying so as opposed to complaining and saying these kids ain't this these kids ain't that adapt figure it out we're paid to figure it out so figure it out and that's what I've been doing. I've been every day. I've been figuring out whether was whether a guy needs one by twenty or he don't need one by twenty. All right, cool. We'll do something else. No big deal. Whether a guy needs to be coached hard or talk or put my arm around him and talk to him. We'll figure it out. We got we got to figure it out. Amen to that, dude. Just got to figure it out. And I think that's a great spot to leave it at today, Don. But I got to get you to 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 share your socials and make sure everybody can give you a follow here. Cause going back to the one by 20 stuff and the jumps and all that, you do some great work and you're sharing some really great stuff. So let's make sure people get an opportunity to give you a follow and keep up with all the great work you're doing down there in Starksville. Yeah. Appreciate you. Uh, so my Instagram is Rikage.dom. So I'm a big anime fan. Hence why Rikage is on there. So if you know, you know, uh, it's spelled R I r-a-i-k-a-g-e dot d-o-m and that's same with my same with my twitter handle as well um and then shoot me a dm man like i'm i'm always down to talk believe me i'm because i tell people all the time like i'll talk to anybody um 
And I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't reach out to coaches through social media or even through email and they took the time to talk to me. So I want to, you know, give, give back with that as well. So shoot me a DM. I'll give you my number and we can chop it up. So. Yeah, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate you always opening the talk and chopping it up, bud, and all the great work you're doing and, and keep kicking butt down there in Starksville rooting for you, bud. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. And as always, thank you for everything y'all do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another awesome guest. We'll see you there.